Red State DVD and Blu-ray pre-orders are available now at coopersdell.com. Get exclusive bundle packages featuring posters, soundtracks, t-shirts, signed scripts, wardrobe used in the film, and a chance to be a guest on air with Kevin Smith via Skype. Pre-order Red State DVD and Blu-ray exclusive bundles now at coopersdell.com. Smirch alert, smirch alert, motherfucker, smirch alert. Go to smodcast.com slash smerchandise to get your official Jay and Silent Bob iPhone 4 cases from Casemate. Choose from three different snoogerific designs. We got soft ones and hard ones. Hey, I'm talking about the cases, bitch. All emblazoned with your favorite Smodco icons, Jay and Silent Bob. Snag your iPhone 4 case for $39.99 and protect the precious smodcast.com slash smerchandise yo Canada Jay and Silent Bob are gonna be royally mounting you December 7th in Vancouver December 8th Edmonton December 9th Calgary December 10th Saskatoon and December 11th Winnipeg their comedic maple syrup's gonna be gushing all over your timbits. How's that for a visual, eh? Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live in the Great White North. Linky links to tickets at smodcast.com slash get old in Canada. Hey, Eldborg, Iceland. On November 11th, Kevin Smith will be inside you. Kev is bringing his famous Q&A to Eldborg Main Hall, talking movies, comics, sex, taking a shit, whatever you want to ask about. Hilarity will ensue. Kevin Smith, live at the Eldborg Main Hall in Eldborg, Iceland, on November 11th. Links to tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Yo, Philly, guess who's coming to the city of brotherly love? Hollywood motherfucking Babylon, bitch. Come get your celebrity news, rumors, and Liam Neeson's cock jokes at the World Cafe Live with Kevin and Ralph on Monday, October 17th. Top that steak sandwich with cheese whiz, showbiz, and comedy jizz. Mmm, tasty. Catch Hollywood Babylon at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on October 17th. Tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Kevin Smith is bringing his big bucket of wind Q&A show deep in the heart of Texas. September 27th at the Paramount Theater in Austin. Even better, they're going to be filming all you motherfuckers for a special presentation on Epics. Whether you want to know about Clerks, Red State, Hit Somebody, or Eating His Wife's Ass, don't miss Kevin Smith at the Paramount Theater in Austin on September 27th. Tickets on sale now at austintheater.org. Hey, Baston. Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like them apples? Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck.
Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are gonna snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Day. Get your tickets at CountBasieTheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast. Where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live in New York. October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. Omaha. Pin down on that godforsaken beach. Thinking if I lay there, I'll maybe die. But if I get up, there ain't no maybe about it. Then one man broke through. Michael. 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 When the Templars murdered my family. When the whole bloody world's gone crazy. Hellcat, Sector 9, to Michael.
everybody, and welcome to I Sell Comics, the weekly comics report, and more. With me, Ming Chen and... Michael Zapsik. Hello, Mike. How are you? I am great, Ming. Thank you so much for that intro. That is an awesome intro. I, uh, I, I, I told we, you that yesterday. We played it yesterday, but uh, I love that, uh, that. To Michael, to everything you do, Mike, I raise my glass to you. Thank you. Michael Zapsik, at Michael Zapsik, if you want to tweet us. Please do. Tweet us at, at Michael Zapsic, uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-Z-A-P-C-I-C, and uh, we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. If we don't get to your questions... Keep tweeting, because we'll, 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 we'll get there. Eventually. Mike and, writes everything down. And I will... You know what? Even stuff that you ask and I have no idea about, I'll answer. It won't be right, but I'll you'll, answer. You'll make it up? I'll make it up. No, I, I'll... Um, there are a couple here that... You know what? I haven't even thought... I haven't even thought to read like the um, someone tweeted about what did I think of the strange talents of Luther Strode. Yes, so I'm going to go and read it. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that question this week, but maybe next week. Right, so you don't so, want to talk out of your ass like exactly. I do. Exactly, which I've been accused of. Uh, you have I'm, been accused. Of I'm that. getting there though. But you're you are you're you're. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to do something. Uh, we got a new segment coming. We up? We do. We have a segment coming up. It All was. Right. Um, it's something that was uh, requested by a big fan of ours. Yes. Walter Flanagan. Really? And, uh, yeah. We're going to implement it this week. So, uh, But let's talk about the case at hand. First thing is, uh, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Well, no. First, well, I mean, yes, rest in peace, yes. Steve Jobs. But uh, no, first order of business because I know she's listening or probably not. But happy birthday, Megan Quinlan. Happy birthday, Megan. She makes shit run, dude. She does. 27 she's, years old today. Yes. A young girl. Uh, young, beautiful. So uh, much. You know, I don't want to go too far. Her, exactly. So much on her shoulders. It's phenomenal. Yes, it is. And what a sweetheart. Yes, and uh, she'll be here. Uh, she'll be out east. Yeah, she will. Uh, in a this couple week. days. So uh, you can tell her in person. But everybody, tweet, uh, tweet Megan. Yeah, or, give her a happy birthday heads up. Yes, because uh, she deserves it. Mm-hmm. But yes, second order of business here. Uh, yes, recipe Steve Jobs. No, it's all over the internet. Uh, Twitter crashed last night. You know, people sending out their condolences. Um, uh, you know, needless to say, uh, our whole network's pretty much run on Mac. <laughs> My whole life is run on Macs. Yes, you're changing. The to your whole Mac. world is run on Apple. Pretty iPods, much. iPads, MacBooks, desktops, uh, movies, any you know anything, entertainment, everything, everything. And he, he was he's uh, he Woody's made, father. He made it happen. Buzz Lightyear's and yeah. Absolutely, Buzz, the, the up dude, um, Wally, all that stuff. Lightning McQueen. It's all up to Steve. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to belittle Wozniak at all. You know, without him, uh, those two wouldn't have been in that garage. True. Way back. In, uh, but you know, in give the props valley. where props are due. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was bummed out last night though. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I dug this up, Mike. I don't. Um, I don't know if you recognize these. Uh, let me see if I can find these. But uh, let me. I'm gonna crank this right here. Dug up all the all the Mac opening chimes. Oh wow! From uh, oh my from God. past history, it's pretty pretty badass. Um, but uh, I I wrote down here on here, Mike. Uh, do you remember uh, your first uh, encounter with an Apple product? You know when you you were divergentized. I Mike? believe it was actually here. It was. Uh, it was that Askew. long. How was... how old were you? No, the View Askew, the View Askew universe. Yes. Yeah. How old were you? I was. 30, no, wait a minute, 20, 29. You were a late bloomer then. I was, yeah. That's very late. Late bloomer. I was. That's very late. Uh, one of the greatest days in my life, 1984. My, my dad brought home the first Mac. 
And uh, uh-huh. I drew, uh, I was drawing stuff on Mac Paint. I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there remembers that. There was a Mac Write, you know, word processing program. There was a Mac Paint. And uh, I spent many Saturday and uh, Sunday mornings drawing uh, machine guns <laughs> on Mac Paint. And look where it led you. I know. I was a big fan of G.I. Joe back then. The yes, cartoons, the three and a half inch figures. I was a kid of the eighties, so I was nine. To, I didn't have the twelve inch with the, with the kung fu grip and the oh, real the hair. Kung fu grip and the adventure team. Uh, I was obsessed with uh, firearms. So, uh, well, you should have been into the twelve inch GI Joe. Yeah, and later swords. And later, oh. I was into swords because of Storm Shadow and. Do you, ha- and do you actually guys. have a sword? I don't. Right now? I don't. I do. I have one in my house. You have a sword. I do. Why do you have a sword? Uh, I. Went to Spain when I was 15. You bought a Toledo Salamanca? I, you know I what did. that is? You know what a Toledo Salamanca is? Uh, no. Uh, from Highlander. Oh, it, oh it's, yes. Uh, of yeah. course. No, but I bought uh, Toledo Steel. Really? I actually did, yes. So wait, it's... Oh, okay. So it's a real deal. It's a real sword. Uh, so did you, did you have your kids uh, chuck uh, melons at you so you can chop them in half? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm a fruit ninja. You're, no. a, fr- you're a fruit no. ninja? Mike, no, can you play fruit ninja on your <laughs> iPad Junior over there? Actually, my I, my light bright over here. Um, I'm sorry, Mike has a nook. Or is it a I nook do. or a nook plus? It's, or a, it's, it's, a, it's a nook. Or a nook color. Actually, some, uh, you're you're risking the uh, the ire of all the nook uh, nick, the, uh, the nook users out there. I know, but all we're, 12 all, of them. we're all... We're sending a lot of Apple love tonight, yeah, or today, true. I'm sorry, whatever. Um, so, tell me the most ironic thing about Steve Jobs' death. The ironic thing is, uh, what, oh, what? what's the ironic thing, Mike? What are you the bringing The Margie up? Phelps? Oh, yeah, Kevin kind of brought this up, uh, you know, during his tribute to Steve. Uh, but yes, Margie Phelps of the uh, our favorite Westboro Baptist Church. Those uh, idiots who hate everything. Yeah. Or say that God Do hates they like, everything. They don't like a uh, damn thing. They don't like it. What do they like? I don't know. I mean, heterosexual people? I mean, Steve I don't was, even think that. Steve is hetero. He's got a wife and kids. I, just, nah, I don't think so. And, no. uh, I, they, I mean, uh, he did, but yeah. I don't think that they like heterosexuals. I don't think they like anybody. No, themselves? I think they I, hate themselves. They Obviously, pretty much they do. do. Yeah. yeah. To, to invite the kind of scrutiny that you are like, bringing upon yourself, you really do have to hate yourself. Yeah, so Margie Phelps of the Phelps family tweeted that they were going to protest Steve's funeral. But she did it from an iPhone. That's awesome. She did it from an iPhone. How great is that? Uh, it's great only because uh, it's just great. It's just great. You know so, what? He's probably got a, a smile on his face right now wherever he is. Steve Jobs yes. just looking down, shaking his head, saying, you know what? I know the secret and you ain't in it. Yes. And so. oh, yes. Just one more thing, Mike. That was his famous quote at his keynote speeches before he uh, rolled out like a huge product. So uh, for all the people bitching about the iPhone 4 and uh, not the iPhone 5, shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah seriously. We, we covered this yesterday. Now here, just suck it up. That's all. Just yeah. man up. Now, selfishly, I'm afraid that, you know, this might be the best that we have it, you know, because he's not around anymore, that, you know, the products might be on decline. No, I don't think so. That we'll be all, uh, you know, we'll all be using uh, Apple Newtons and, uh, you know. The, and <laughs> no, I think that it's going to be, you know, he set a high standard. He set a high bar. So I think that there are going to be people, there are going to be people who you know pick it up. Yeah, I'm hoping somewhere pick in the fall the is uh, like a Da Vinci's notebook where he wrote down all sorts of uh, awesome ideas that will come to fruition later. But um, I'm still waiting for that Da Vinci Batman suit. Oh, the yeah, the yeah, the that, wings? that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. If uh, there are any potential engineers out there, or the cone parachute. Yes, the, or, I mean the. The, um, or the spiral? The spiral. Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or you know, the naked man with four arms and four legs. Uh, I that think they did that in <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, all right. 
Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, thank you, Steve, for uh, you know yeah, allowing us to uh, to broadcast this very important podcast about comics. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, uh, you know, we're supposed to be talking about comic books. Uh, anything stand out this week? Anything awesome come out this week? We had some some uh, some good, really solid comic books come out of uh, the DC Fifty Two. Yes, which um, Walt says we talk too much about. I mean, but that's the big news. Yes, but right um, that is part of our next segment, which I'll talk to you about. But okay. The the big winner for me this week was Huntress Number One, written by Paul Levitz, yes. who was sitting behind the desk for about twenty years at uh, DC Comics. He was their their president, and then he resigned. Dan Didio, Jim Lee, and Jeff Johns stepped in. They're the the co dudes of DC Comics and and it's the reboot is under their watch but Paul Levitz retired to write again and he hasn't written anything in 20 years and he he started on Legion Legion of Superheroes one of my favorites it goes back to when I was a kid before I could even read what year was that you remember Legion of Superheroes yeah. was um when did he start I believe it was uh 76 or 77 uh, I'll have to check that. But uh, he started doing it when the Earth War, Mordrew and the Earth War in Legion of Superheroes, when it was Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes. Why uh, Why did he take that 20-year absence? Because he was publisher of um, of DC Comics. He put on the publisher's hat and uh, retired as a, a writer. But the love came back. But it's like he never left. That's, all, that's fantastic. It is. He's, uh, he's still a solid writer. And uh, this Huntress, uh, a character he co-created back in uh, 1977 76, 77 again I'll have to check but uh, she was originally the uh, Earth 2 Batman's and Catwoman's daughter so she's got some um, cred and she's after Crisis yeah after Crisis on Infinite Earths which uh, Dan Didio says did not happen <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second uh, she became uh, Helena Bertarelli she was Helena Wayne and she became Helena Bertinelli. Bertinelli. Not Bert. No, Bert, not, not, not Valerie's. Not Valerie's sister. Not the Hogan family. No, not. She, um, yeah, she was, uh, just a crime lord's daughter who saw her entire family slaughtered in front of her. And she, you know, sort of like Batman. So she picked up, um, a crusade. A, a crusade. Cause. There you go. Right on. Right. And uh, you've been known to be a Huntress fan. And I'm a Huntress fan. I think fan. you've, uh, stated that publicly in yes. the past. Uh, All Star All Star Comics back in the seventies was um, one of my favorite runs of comic books of all time. So, and um, Paul Levitz did the character proud. It's not Helena Wayne again. It's still Helena Bertinelli, uh, but she's off on a crusade this time around. She's going to Italy and um, kicking the asses of some um, child sexual traffickers. So it's she's like a one woman Wayne Foundation. She is a one well, yes, much like uh much, much like, like our like friend, friend Jamie, Jamie Walton. Exactly. Head of the Wayne Foundation Kevin's Charity. There you go. Uh the-waynefoundation.org is and their uh, their website. It was I, I highly recommend Huntress number 1. Great great read. Do you still have some here at the store? Have, we do. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, we'll we'll talk comics. Right on. We're plugging they didn't sell out in one day. Didn't sell out in one day. What uh, what are the DC fifty two moved very quickly? What don't you have? Are uh, there um, OMAC sold very well? 
Let's see what else sold. We uh, we I just got a, another shipment of Flash because Flash sold out very quickly. Yeah, uh, I saw a dude. Um, he was uh, he he seemed like a prospect. He was asking about Batman number one, mm-hmm. and uh, I, yeah, he seemed more leaning toward uh, financial than anything else. I don't know if he picked yes, up that issue. Or, he or, did not, but hey, he can stand there and read it a little bit. Right on, but. We've got some questions that uh, people have tweeted. That what do you got? I'm, oh, what, uh, what's our Twitter address for anybody with a comment or question, um, a burning comic book question that you want to ask? Let's Mike Zapsik, the at, expert. At michaelzapsik.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-Z-A-P-C-I-C. It's a superhero name, Michael Zapsik. There you are. It's a superhero name. What do you got? <laughs> Did you? Uh, All right. Yes, I do. I'm very we're, – we're really Green Lantern heavy this week. Uh, Erotica Scott asks – I like a couple that of name. questions. Robin Scott. Uh, she said, there are two Green Lanterns in every other sector except for ours. On Earth, there are four Green Lanterns. What's up with that? Well, there are technically two Green Lanterns who protect Sector 24, um, 2414. That's, I think I got it right, 23. You know, right. Um, our sector. And that's, uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, John Stewart. And the other two, Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner, are members of the Honor Guard. That means that they're stationed on OA, and they go where they're needed. They're like troubleshooters. They're, uh, they're cleaners. They're cleaners, okay. yes. They're the wolf, that's right. The wolf man. Um, the wolf men. And uh, why are there so many colored rings, Erica goes on to ask. And it has to do with the emotional spectrum. Um, the Roy G. Biv, you know, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. The each one, each one of those correspond to a different do you remember emotion. What, do you remember what color corresponds to what? Absolutely. Mike? Red is rage. Orange Ooh. is avarice. Yellow is fear. Green is will. Blue is hope. Indigo is, um, oh, hold oh, on a second. Compassion. On, and violet is love. Wow, that was impressive. Well, thank you. That's impressive. And so, we, we sold those rings here. At we the did. Store. They sold out quick. They sold out. Very were we getting quickly. more because they were? No, but we're hopefully we'll be getting some Legion flight rings in, right which on. will not allow you to fly, folks, but look really cool anyway. You can pretend. You can. Well, not if you're really going to jump off something and pretend to fly. You can fly for about a second. <laughs> All right, and yeah, she yeah, asks until, until uh, gravity takes over. Gravity's a but, bitch. And Erotica asks again, um, Alan Scott, what's the deal with him? Well, Alan Scott was the recipient of a different kind of ring. It was a, a Green Lantern ring, but didn't have all the same properties as a regular Owa, Owen ring. It was a Green Lantern. It was kind of like your nook here. It was like Green Lantern ring <laughs> Jr. Green Lantern Jr. Okay. Although um, his was pretty powerful too. It, it could do just about anything that a regular Green Lantern ring could do. Except it had a weakness to wood. Wood. I have no idea why. Wood. Because that's what baseball bats were made out of in the 1940s, and he's the Golden Age Green Lantern. Uh, how did the Guardian start? Chief keeps going. Wow, we got a lot here. That's awesome. Uh, the Guardian started, they were the, the Maltians. They were uh, on planet Malta. It was um, supposed to be the planet where life started in the universe. Which um, was not true. Life started on Earth, as we all know. Yes. And uh, the Guardians moved to Oa, which is supposed to be the center of the universe. 
and decided that emotion is bad and will is good. So they knew what was best for every living being in the universe, which makes them uh, arrogant bastards, in my opinion. Uh, yes, yes. Yep, so, and that's how they got their start. And she, two more questions. Guardians, are there guardians for all the colors of the emotional spectrum? No, they're not. There are creatures for each one of them, but not guardians for all the colors. They're, um, the other colors, except for green, are pretty much uh, SOL. You know, they're, they're kind of flying by the seat of their own pants. And what's up with Sinestro? Yes, what is um, up with Sinestro? Uh, he's red. He's got a really <laughs> big head. Um, and that rhymes. I did not mean that. And he's that back too. in issue one. He is. He's back with the um, with a, a green ring. He has a green ring. And yes, it, and the questions are, should uh, should he have that green ring? Have the green ring? After, you know, going on mass murder sprees. Uh, I don't think so myself, but hey, we'll see where uh, Jeff Johns is going to take us. Right on. And, uh, erotica, who is that? Erotica? Erotica Scott. What do you know about Erotica Scott? You gave me a little smile before I came in here. I know very little except she asked me comic book questions. Yes, and uh, there's a picture on her Twitter feed. Uh, she's dressed uh, in a mask costume. There you go. Where's she from? Do you know, you know I anything? have no idea. I don't is know. She gonna be, about uh, will she be in New York? Anything like we don't, don't know. know. All right, let us know. Erotica, let us know if you're going to be up at the Comic-Con. That would be really cool to meet you. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't see the Green Lantern movie, mainly uh, based on everybody's crappy reviews. <laughs> Did they cover any of this, any of these questions? That a you couple. Asked? A couple of the questions, but they never really answered them successfully. And I'm glad you asked about the Green Lantern movie yes. because our buddy Josh Gatos asks about the Green Lantern movie. He says, the Green Lantern movie, Mike. What went wrong? What happened? Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what happened? They had all the money in the world. They could have cast anybody. Could they could have cast uh, anyone. They have all the, uh, they have all uh, multiple, st- you know, years of storylines to as reference. Uh, years absolutely. Of the, I mean, the whole movie probably was probably storyboarded for them. You know, the, right? <laughs> you know, many thousands of issues. Also, so what? What did go wrong, Mike? What happened? Probably there was too much going on. I think that that was part of the problem. That there was so much. That these people, they, they had a hard time picking and choosing. You know, um, Ryan Reynolds may not have been the best casting for that. And he didn't act like Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is a cocky bastard. He always went into, in, in the comic books, it, it always said, um, actually in the, in his rebirth issue, uh, he said, first thing I ever heard, as a Green Lantern was never challenge those more powerful than you. He said, yeah, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds' character, not quite that. He was he constantly doubted himself. He constantly second-guessed. He should have been more Tony Stark and less... Uh, Egg, yes, he should have been. Less Ryan Reynolds. Less Ryan, less, less, uh, Ryan Reynolds in waiting. And, um, you know, he got the girl all the time. Not Ryan Reynolds. I'm I'm talking Hal, Hal Jordan. Always had the girl. You know, Guy Gardner gave him a really great compliment in uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, which I, if you're interested in Green Lantern and finding out where the movie went wrong and how the movie should have been done, pick that up. Green Lantern Rebirth. Um, so how long till the reboot, Mike? <laughs> Twenty minutes. I don't really know. They are planning on doing a Green Lantern too. It made enough bucks at the box office, but. 
can they fix? Can it be? Uh, can it be the aliens of the uh, the Green Lantern world? I don't know. Not that Alien was no Alien crappy. was great. Alien was awesome. Aliens was even better. Yes. Then Alien Three, whatever. Uh, either either love or hate it, but uh, yeah, can it can it be the aliens? Can they fix it? Let's hope. I hope they can. Anything's possible. Think different, Mike. Think different. <laughs> Think different. Uh, Mike, what if a scrawny nerd sent, sent away for the uh, don't get sand kicked in your Facebook and it really worked? Wait, what, what, am, I, what am I asking here? What would happen if the, uh, that would be awesome? Congratulations. Yes. And uh, I think Charles you'd, be, Atlas. you'd be about 56 right now because I think they stopped running that ad in 1978. Do they still sell grit, Mike? They do not still sell grit. Maybe Maybe internet grit. Okay. Did you sell grit? I did not. Didn't uh, Didn't Walt say he wanted to? Walt wanted to, I believe. Him? Yeah. Or a seed, he, he, <laughs> Or he wanted to go door to door with uh, seed packets. I did that. I you did sold seed. seeds. I did. I sold seed packets. Geraniums and daisies. And they and, uh, they would screw you over. That was like slave labor. To was it like a Ponzi scheme? It was, of course. What did you do? Buy like ten dollars worth of seeds, and you're supposed right. to sell them for a profit. And you're supposed to sell them for ten dollars and twenty cents, and then take your seed money. That's where they they get that the seed money, and ugh, just you made twenty cents. Right on. I mean, All on right. the ten dollars. All right, so it never worked out for you. You were a terrible salesman. You were, and uh, your career as a Cutco knife salesman was dashed. It was. It was destroyed. Mike, our friend, uh, tyrannate. Tyrannic says, uh, thanks for being a Nook user because he works for Barnes & Noble. So good thing you don't work for Borders because <laughs> they're not with yeah. us anymore. Well, maybe he used to work for Borders and was was quicker on the doesn't, draw than don't, a um, Doesn't a piece of Borders live on in this store, no. which we're broadcasting from? I thought we got some shelving from... No, we never got any shelving. We did get... Uh, no, that's from B. Dalton. At the mall? But technically, B. Dalton was absorbed by Borders, wasn't it? I I don't know. I don't keep up yes, with these, right there, these the, uh, acquisitions and takeovers. And uh, see, you know, that's this, that's what that's what happened. All that's what happened stuff. back in 1939. No one was paying attention. Uh, our friend J- Jowl R. Mike says, uh, "Is it worth buying Spidey these days?" Spider Man. You uh, know that's that's interesting because uh, I did read Ultimate Fallout number issue four, and um, uh, I liked it. I um. I liked uh well I mean the first issue kind of gave you a rundown what hap- what's been happening which was good because I didn't read the other, the 3 before did they sell out I couldn't find them here They did sell out They did sell yes, out Yes and 4 and 5 are gone as well So it features the new uh, African American Spider-Man uh, Miles what's his last name Miles uh, uh, do you remember No I don't or His name's Miles it's, Yes yeah, sorry. Big... I don't read Spider-Man. I I also so abandoned there you, Spider-Man. All right, so that just kind of answered your question, Joe. Yeah. You know what? I'll go back and and pick up some Spider-Man and and try to get. I read him in um, Avengers: New Event. Well, he's in like fifteen different Avengers yeah. books now. Now, so. the interesting about this book is uh, they go through three story arcs, and they're each done by a different artist, different writer, which uh, kind of threw me. Um, but I, did you ever flip through these? No, I didn't flip At through. All? No. Um. Yeah. They. You know. They. Uh, they do. You know. The Spidey arc. Uh. Which was. Let me see. Uh. Drawn by Sarah Pacelli. Familiar, Sarah. No. At all. Uh, then they do. Um. Do a little Reed Richards. Uh. By Salvador La Roca. No Salvador. Well. And then. Uh, Not personally, but I know. And the third. Uh. Was uh, done by Clayton Karen, which uh looked uh painted. It's pretty sweet. Yes. Um, uh, actually, uh, I believe it's it's Clayton Crane. Crane. 
Yes. All right. Sorry. Ty- I, I can't type. That's all right. Sorry. All right. All right. There, all right. Idiot strike number one. Ding. No, we're not going to give. We don't give idiot strikes. So you basically answered the question right there. Spidey, not. Spidey's not high mediocre on my, right now. Unfortunately, I I started out reading um, Brightest or A Brand New Day after that whole debacle with how did Spidey get his secret identity back in the bottle and how did. Uh, how did he nullify his, his marriage to Mary Jane? And I, I gave it a, a shot, but it came out every week. Too much? Too much, too often. That's actually a good question. So most, uh, so you like the monthly releases? I'm, I'm, um, I could go, you know, if you wanted to do it once every two weeks. Bi-weekly. Bi-week, bi- or bi-monthly. Or depending. bi-monthly. Yeah. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly is more of a better time frame so you can catch up, so you can, weekly is too much. Are there any well, what's what's out now that comes out? Anything coming out weekly that's worth? There reading? aren't. There are no uh, weekly books out right now. Uh, does that have to do with more with cost or uh, the writers? Uh, you know, just well, I mean, it takes a long time to put out a book. It does. And look and at uh, look at Winding Gyre. Yes. Look at, well, I mean, we, we got poor Walter here drawing in a sweatshop. He's a one man <laughs> sweatshop like the Korean animators. I don't think that this is a sweatshop. I think he's he's got a. Um, he, he enjoys what he does. He so. does, but you see how um, it takes him a lo- a long time to to put out you know a thirty two page book. It's a uh, I think a page a day is maybe his his pace right now. That's not a that, bad pace. Yeah, even that is that's freaking fast. If you look at the detail that goes in there, he puts tremendous detail in, in each one of his panels. So. I mean, it takes me a whole day to draw you know Jeffy from the Family Circus, and that's you know that ain't Batman. That ain't Batman. That ain't his version of the Joker. And um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm loving so far as we're in the Winding Gyre. It seems like Kevin has written in every character, every cool character, right? To put in there, he has. It is really, really. It's. I think Walter made a list of people that he wanted to to draw. It must have been a long ass list. Then, it's a I think huge everybody, list. you know, everybody that even I know, you know, some that I don't, but everybody. I mean, everybody who's anybody seems to be in there. I mean, never mind the Joker, you know, Poison Ivy. And uh, who's the dude who can't see uh, with the, um, who's that dude with the, the helmet? Mento? Uh, is that, and he steals eyeballs. And uh, what the hell is oh, that dude's name? Oh, oh, that was Crazy Quilt. Crazy Quilt. Crazy Quilt, crazy, one of my well, favorites. Well, when was the last time you saw Crazy? I, I saw an old, I looked him up after I he read was the in, uh, He was on Brave and the Bold and on Cartoon Network. Brave and, and the Bold with Batman. Yeah. And with Dietrich Bader, a friend of the yes. Bruce universe. Yes, a friend of the family. He from voices Jason, Batman. From Drew Carey and on, Jason Bob Strike Back. He is awesome as Batman. Really? Yeah. Drew, uh, Dietrich voiced Batman. Yes. And uh, Crazy Quilt was Jeffrey Tambor. Really? Hey, now. Yes. Oh, shoot. I don't have that. Jeffrey That's... Tambor loved him on um, Larry Sanders. Sure. And, hey, now. And Arrested Development, which is coming back. Yes. For a half a season and a movie. Yes. I am so excited. Jason Bateman confirmed it. The, uh, the, you know, the banana stand's coming back. The banana stand. Or is it burning down again? I don't know, but. Doesn't matter. They can rebuild it and then burn it again. Yes. And, uh, wouldn't he, uh, Jeffrey Tambor would pop up every so often in Three's Company, I think? If, do I, am I remembering that? Correctly? He was, he was in part, they tried to do a spinoff with the Ropers. And he was their neighbor. The Roper's neighbor, they bought a condo someplace. Probably Florida or southern, somewhere else in Southern California. No, in California. Southern California. Right. Florida's not in Southern straight. California. All right, sorry. That's all right. Uh, sorry, I stopped at a Threes of Crowd. I'm sorry. 
You don't like Robert Mandon? Who's Robert Mandon? He was the father. Oh, right, the was pilot. The f- wasn't he? Didn't he play a pilot? No, he played the the guy who owned the restaurant. He owned the building. Oh, the bistro, the Jack's Bistro. Jack's Bistro, the the building. He owned the building. All right, I'm a little fuzzy on that. I, right, I'm sorry. I'm a little fuzzy on that. I'm still stuck on it. We talked about Julie McCullough yesterday from Growing Pains. Oh, I'm so. still stuck on that. That's about <laughs> as far back as I go. Oh, you know what? I gotta say one thing. I'm a little. Um, Are you still pissed at Kirk Cameron? I will never um, until he makes good. I will never stop being okay. pissed at Kirk Cameron. All right, any, I, I can hold the grudge. Yes, but anyways. Um, I'm I'm surprised that people give him a slide that we didn't get more tweets like yeah Kirk Cameron's a real scumbag. I think he's just so out of the the, the picture. Nobody cares anymore. Uh, so. Come on. Well, from what I understand, what was it backfire fire whatever the name of his movie was? Uh, the, it was the number one independent movie of 2008, or according to oh, according was, to the way like of the master. One of those like left behind movies or yes. whatever. Okay. Well, it, well, it, it was, wasn't a left behind movie. It was, no. It was, but he he refused to kiss the woman who was playing his wife in the movie. Oh, and because it would anger God? It would anger God. Like, and so they, using the miracle of, of silhouetting and movie magic, <laughs> they uh, brought Chelsea Noble in to play the um, stand-in, his wife's stand-in. Okay. So that way God smiled upon the production. All right. Uh, hey, Mike, uh, Rust Hayes asks, uh, is there a Green Liner Omnibus, which I'm sure... There is a Green Lantern omnibus for the original, the Gil Kane stuff, which it's uh, it's pretty hefty. It's seventy five bucks. Um, if you call the store, we can get it for you. Yeah, uh, worth chilling out for seventy five. It's hardbound and it is hardbound. Slip, slip it's case. it's not slipcase, but it is oversized, so they stretch the art a little bit, which always great for me. Sure, I love when they make an omnibus. You uh, you love the omnibus. You love saying um, the word and, omnibus. And the word omnibus. It's kind of like the word uh, onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Which, you know, Kevin, thank you for uh, the character. Um, a lot of people have been asking this, Mike, uh, throughout the uh, weeks. I never really addressed it, but your thoughts on the Watchmen movie. Watchmen movie, I thought they they had it down. They got it down. Just, you know, uh, it, I mean, it was yeah, frame, frame for frame. Frame for frame. Story. They kept the storyline and thankfully, they cut out all the uh, was the not black the pirate. not yeah, the black. I was about to say black pearl, the black, black pirate, pirate stuff, which you can get on the DVD, which is where it belongs. It does. It belongs on the the extras. Uh, even Walt told me he skipped. Uh, that was those, that was the only thing that took him out of the story was when they uh, when they went to the black. Uh, I'm sorry, black pirate. Black pirate. When they cut back to that, and um, yeah, thankfully it's they did. A wacky. Um, I thought. Uh, I think didn't were you there? Did we all see it together? Or did we? Uh, were were you not invited? I was or not. Were you, uh, no, I. Or did happened? you bow out? I'm sure we. I think. Sure yeah, I, I think you. I bowed out. I had to do something that night, but you guys all went. Yeah. It was uh, even Brian. You guys even, had fun. We did. Even Brian giggling at the big blue glowing blue <laughs> dong. That was my note. They showed his cock an awful lot. <laughs> I mean, even more than the freaking cartoon, not the cartoon, the comic. The comic, of course. It was, it was it, odd. It, very odd. A very odd choice, but. Like I said, they went frame for frame. So, I, I don't. I mean, on that, I think they went even a little overboard. Yeah, a little, little blue overboard. Yeah, but it's director's choice, artistic yeah. license. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, but I happen to like uh, Watchmen. I happen to like the the way that they ended it. It was a little different. Than, that was the big difference. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah. it was still really cool. I think, yeah. and really smart, 
And in in this climate, it makes a lot more a little, sense. Still updating. Alan Moore may have bitched about it, or and he bitched. He cried about the whole movie. He, so and you know he bitched about a lot of things. So I, I mean, it's his right. He you know it is, and he it. tore up the check. So is that what he said? He he, oh, yeah. they said he tore it. Oh, up? he doesn't. He doesn't want the money. There's a lot of zero. It had to be a that's, lot of zeros on there. I'm dude. sure there were, but that's. Now, what wasn't reported where he was like, oh, shit, and he was scotch taping it back together. No, nah, I don't think so. No, he's actually a man of his integrity, a man of great well, integrity. Yeah. So. That is, what's he doing now, Mike? Do you have any He ideas? is writing his book of shadows. Book of shadows. Book of shadows, because he's a male witch. I'm, I'm not supposed to use the word warlock because it's it means oathbreaker. Uh, does he have any particular sect or wick? Is he Wiccan? Or? I don't really know. I just know that he's uh, writing a book of spells. He could have used that... Check for you know Eye of Newt and, uh, and some of, human skin, a lot sure. of puppy dog tails. Uh, Alan Moore, I mean, he's a, he deserves it. He he, are you kidding? He should have cashed all of them. Right on, um, Mike. Did you know Sean Young's back in the news? I did our not friend, know that. Not our friend, uh, but Sean, <laughs> our friend who's not our friend. I, you know, I'm not really sure why this happened. She she was on Letterman the other night. She had, didn't really have anything to plug. She was out basically on there to beg for a job since she hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> See, she says she hasn't made a movie since 1994. Which, which would be what? I can't remember which one. Um, Is that Ace Ventura? Uh, it might have been. It was. I mean, it was around that time. Okay. Yeah, she was good in Ace Ventura. Yeah, but uh, you do remember what she was known for? Her, uh, her oh, biggest going... crazy. Uh, which show did shit? she go on? That was that was an Oprah. What was it? Um, it was uh, Joan Rivers. Joan I Rivers. Believe. Yeah, remember oh, when Joan was around? And yeah. she uh, she dressed up. In the Halle Berry Catwoman suit, didn't she? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't that Mike. It wasn't that good. It was pretty. You know, actually, for a homemade Catwoman costume, it was it was good. But yeah, but it, she's got she had stripe money. She had stripes money. She had uh, yeah. She had uh, you know Ace Ventura money. I'm sure. Uh, even though she um, I, and I didn't know this, she was supposed to play Vicky Vale in the first Batman, but she broke I had her heard arm. that. Yeah, she fell off a horse. Yeah, that was a bad idea shouldn't have uh, should just stayed home you know eating bonbons and uh, working i would have stayed home and worked out you know if i knew that big of a role was coming up i wouldn't have hopped on the horse no uh but for anyone who hadn't heard of it she dressed up in a catwoman costume and she hopped in a limo got through the gates of the wb while they were filming and she accosted burton and keaton and i actually have the clip here of uh when she was on letterman the other night uh here we go mike you ready i am all right, it's pretty short, but... Why, why uh, do you think they stopped reaching out? Well, it could have been that Catwoman thing. Now, what was the Catwoman thing? Well, let's see. Uh, I, I got in a limo, and then when we went up to go talk to the director about it, up to the studio at Warner Brothers several, several, several years ago, they asked who was in the limo, and I said, well, Catwoman. They asked the driver, and then they let me on, and then I sort of barged in, and, and then kind of said, well, I think you guys should talk to me, because I had been in the first one and broke broke my arm and I wanted them to like give me five minutes of their time and right. they didn't so I sort of slapped their hand and then they got petty on me and they didn't call me anymore so, so sort of what happened no, no, no. yeah she said she makes it sound so uh, innocuous I believe she's it was batshit crazy she is batshit crazy holy crap and for this bit uh, it's on YouTube if you want to look it up just look oh uh, search Sean Young so then I clawed his eyes out and then I uh, went after Michael Keaton's uh, I, I believe there's sweetbreads like, there, I don't know if you ever saw there is grainy like camcorder footage of her in a Catwoman costume uh, like clawing at the air and saying uh, I, I couldn't find it though they, she must have paid somebody to pull all of them I saw it on a, like an E! True Hollywood story or something if somebody could find it uh, that would be awesome yeah tweet Ming 
Uh, but needless to say, that didn't land her the job. No, and I, I can. Gee, is it is it any wonder that they didn't call her back? No, but I do have to admire her. You know her uh, persistence. You know, persistence works in a lot of cases. <laughs> that's I. I don't know. And she I, went. She went through great lengths, and I think uh, you know. I think that's good. You know, she's a strong woman. She knew what she wanted. Unfortunately, it didn't land her the role. Psychotic. You, Psychotic I, woman. You don't think that's she like might? that's like lauding um, Margot Kidder for her choice in um, living arrangements when she went. She went a little nuts. Yeah, where? Uh, what was that? I? Knew she, she was, was living in her neighbor's backyard. She yes. had knocked out two of her teeth. I saw that. And Wasn't she, she was uh, pulling out snatches of her hair because she thought that she had an implant in her brain. Yeah, she's okay now, right? She, yeah, she she does chiller she had, now. Okay, I was going to ask that. Is she a chiller? <laughs> so there you go. She's a on. She's a chiller. Right on. Uh, so do you think? Um, you know, say she did get Catwoman. Her? Do you think Michelle Pfeiffer? What did? What you? What did you think of her performance in? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was yeah. Catwoman, in my opinion. She was Catwoman. She was Catwoman. Catwoman. She did a good job. She did a great I, job, I thought. I think, uh, I don't know, in my opinion, uh, I don't think it would have mattered either way. I thought Batman Returns sucked. And really? Then, yeah. I didn't Why? like it. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I liked DeVito as Penguin either, too. Uh, he was very sexually suggestive. Well, as A he, little more so than... Than even in the comics? The, the comics were pretty tame, com, you know, comparatively speaking. It's now. Yeah, no, he, he was, was kind of like the uh, the Slugman in Carney. He Walt, was Walt and Brian's comic. If you haven't read it, there's a. He was like Frank Reynolds in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. So you're a fan of the Batman Returns? Uh, I I think it's a, a highly pan movie for um, for the wrong reasons. I think that there was some good acting. There's in There's a lot to live up to. I mean, let's and be you've also got to understand that Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Michael Keaton were they had dated. For a very long so time. chemistry. Not for a very long time, but for, you know, a while. And, you know, boom, you're thrown back into that kind of uh, intimacy. Intimacy? Yeah, intimacy. Yeah, you use that, usually, I mean, use that yeah. correctly. Good I job, hope Mike. So. Um, but the intimacy there, and, and it gets a little forced, don't you think? Oh, sure. You know, and you, Well, it's acting. If you're a good actor, you can act right through it. Or, um, you know. Um, now, say uh, Sean Young did, didn't get thrown off a horse and, and she was Vicky Vale yeah what do you think her no, I, uh, I think no. Pat Basinger was awesome she was, Kim was spot Kim, on Kim was Kim Vicky Vale Kim was Vicky Vale she was um, yes. I have um, something for you okay you are tasked with reading a this is our bit it's been requested by was this the one you tried to bring up at the beginning and we kind yes, of veered off from okay we did now we're, we're back to I Sell Comics okay um, you will read hopefully um the book that I put in front of you. It's called uh, The Avengers, The Korvac Saga. Yes. It's geek-tastic. It is, it has Avengers from multiple time periods. And That's awesome. Love right it. on the cover is uh, issue 167 from January. Do you know what, uh, do you know what year this one's from? I think from? that was 78 or 79. That's awesome. You're going to enjoy that. So you're going to read that for next week. And we're going to discuss. Okay. Okay, like Walt, uh, Mike's book club? Yeah. Okay. In a way. Uh, Walter, you know, he wanted to uh, talk about retro books. wanted us to have a segment about retro books because it's so much fun to uh, to talk about and, and relive. So that's one of the, the best ones that um, I came up with. Unfortunately, you're going to have to, to take very good care of that because the Korvac saga is out of print right now. 
Okay, I will. I'll try not Good to man. eat and drink coffee around <laughs> this one. Or no, no pizza, no spaghetti. No oils. And no oils. Saying. Exactly. Okay, no kids. All right, I'll uh, keep it under lock and key. Very nice. And I'll treat it like it was uh, one of my two kids or both of them. But thank you very much. This is pretty sweet. Uh, Mike, are, are the Dragon Age comics any good, or do they just work as a commercial for the games? Do you know anything about Dragon I Age? I don't. Uh, we don't. We're <laughs> mostly superhero comics in, in the store. Or non-superhero as uh, you know, Preacher. There are some uh, non-superhero. But Why the Last Man? Yeah. the Walking Dead. The Vertigo books are, are mostly popular, too. Uh, our friend RetroGirl70 asks, uh, do you guys have trade number one or North 40? North 40. North 40. My shop can't get it. Have you or have you guys read it? And I'm looking, no. by the way, from the Again, expression that, on your face, I'm going to say no. North 40. I, I don't even think I've Mike, have you heard of Mike, have you heard of kickboxing? Sport of the future? All right. From your look, <laughs> I'm going to say no. No, actually, my eyebrows went down. Kickboxing, yes, I have. Heard uh, of that. Awesome. All right, Lori Dobler. Um... As our friend Tyrannic Nix says, Amazing Spider-Man is a disaster lately with Spider-Island. Worse than the Clone Saga days. Uh, Agreed? I, I'm just going to assume that it is because I haven't read it. And I, I'm, you know what? I, when it comes out in trade, I will eventually read it. But it's... Just to fill that hole in your brain yeah. and in your heart? No, it's just the brain, not the heart. Um, I would love... I would love to have a, a really good Spider-Man saga to sink my teeth into. It's just... It hasn't, hasn't happened been, yet? No. Well, it hasn't happened in a while. What, I can um, recommend some good ones uh, for some people. What, what, but, what from Marvel is worth worth sinking your teeth into right now? Anything uh, come to... <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. The um, well, you I mean, what, the fear it, itself. They've got the... They've got two... Um, two things going on. Two big storylines. You've got the Spider Island and Fear Itself, and they're they're not gelling really well together because you've got, you know, um, Hercules. It's Herc, like the Amazing Herc. Um, he's got his own series, but he dovetails through Fear Itself and then into Spider Island, and it just doesn't make any sense. And there's there's like no downtime for you for the like the casual reader to jump on. Which is not really good for Marvel. Not a not a fan de- uh, awesome it's, strategy. No, it's not fan friendly, and uh, I, I wish it were. I I wish I could say, hey, you know what, Spider Island looks really really cool. I even tried to read the uh, the Mike McCone. He did an Avenger special for that, and I, I mean I love Mike McCone's artwork. It's top notch. But um, the story was it, there. There were some clever bits, and that was probably the only. Th- the only bright spot in Spider Island that I've seen so far. Right. So, on. all right, and uh, this is our uh, our Walking Dead segment of the minute number eighty nine finally did come out. It did, which I saw on the uh, on the shelf. Now, this I didn't know, but our friend uh, Sir Phobos one asks, uh, "Are the toys out yet? Have you seen them? I didn't I know they're making seen toys. The toys. You know, we'll see them at um, Comic Con. Oh, I'm sure we will. Do you know who's doing them? Do you know anything about them? Have you I seen them? I really previews? don't know a whole lot about Are they going to be awesome? Or are they going to be shit? I think they they're going to be, be awesome. pretty awesome. Somebody asked me, um, who is it? Uh, someone tweeted, uh, why can't can we do a segment uh, on books before they get hot so people can jump on and I would, buy them? I would love that. Do you, uh, you have any? All right. Well, someone said any? chew number one, you know, is is three hundred dollars on eBay right now? 
And uh, so, so that got hot. But that, yeah, but that would make us sort of opportunistic. Sure. Like, <laughs> like that, that ultimate uh, fallout number four, third printing. Yeah, that's going to go way up. So you're talking like insider trading, right? Yeah, if you start much. talking stuff. If I up, if I start talking, then it's stuff gonna up. go on. Exactly. There's, there's no uh, there's no shame in that. A little, <laughs> there's there's no shame in being unethical. I mean, isn't um, I, I mean, isn't half the store somewhat of a secondary market? Maybe. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Sort of. I would have to say that it's yeah. Once it gets to us, it's it is secondary <laughs> market. All right, that was always the excuse. Uh, uh, my brother worked at a – it was a card shop slash comic book store slash uh, front because the guy <laughs> who ran it, uh, he was he was a bookie. And we'll say uh, I lost a bunch of money to this uh, this guy and that's why I don't gamble anymore. But that's a that's a story for another time, which that's I kind of – I think I touched on it one, once before. Uh, my brother worked at this place and uh, that was his excuse for whenever I asked why everything was marked up so horrendously. It's like, hey, <laughs> we're a secondary market. He was a well-trained employee and um, yeah, everything was uh, obscenely expensive. But, you know, peop- when people came in and asked for something, they would, you know, if they really wanted it, they would pay for it. So That's absolutely true. God bless capitalism. So, uh, to, to Mike, um my book of the week, or uh, you know what? Do we, you want to do a booty time first? Yeah, let's we, talk uh, booty time. We have you know Walter Flanagan stopped in, and uh, I mean we're continuing the one we did last week, which was uh, was a Batman winding jar trade paperback. Yes, but yes. with the twist this time. So yes, what do we got, Mike? Going- wow, that was loud. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Walter is going to do the same thing he's he said he did last week. He's going to do a Batman sketch. All right, so, on the interior cover. But but it's going to be Zombie Batman zombie for Halloween. Batman. In so honor of everybody's know. favorite holiday. And uh, so Batman Whining Gyre with a uh do you say it might be, it's he's he's got his color paints out here so it he might does. be a it's color be a color zombie by the artist. How much Mike? $15 shipped in anywhere in the United States. How much in Canada? 20. 20 to Canada. And anywhere else? Uh, twenty-five to England, okay, and there and Europe, and Australia is thirty. Ooh, I know Australia is expensive. Sorry, but well, you gotta get it on there. the boat, or you know the, uh, or you gotta take Oceanic Airlines to uh, <laughs> to deliver that over. So, yeah, that ain't gonna work. Uh, so how do we get this, Mike? What's the what's the store's number? You can call in right now. You can now? call right now seven three two seven five eight zero five zero eight. Ask for Walter, or if you call a little bit later, you can ask for me, and uh, we'll take care of you. Right on. Batman we accept Visa down. MasterCard, and you can PayPal. PayPal to KMuse, K-M-E-W-E-S-2, the number two, at gmail.com. Right on. All right. What else you got, Mike? What else do I have? Let's talk. Someone, um, our friend Rob Bruce asks if we are huffing any paint, and can we spare a can? Um, I think Rob, Rob, we are not. Rob, and, sorry. We uh, got our, you got your own illicit red, substances. Exactly. Red Bank Hardware. Oh shit! So uh, McFarlane is doing the Walking Dead tours, which uh, I was going to ask that somewhat facetiously. What's McFarlane doing these days? You actually asked that yesterday. Yeah. And so he's doing the Walking Dead. He's doing tours. the Walking Dead. Okay, that's uh, that's good. He's still uh, McFarlane still set the bar. I know. You know. Obviously, he's he's very good. Obviously, he His did set the great. bar in the in the early nineties. Uh, with the spawn figures and then later on that's Sunday Jeffs right. Yeah, there. which we we really want to get Sunday Jeff in here to talk toys. And um, someone's asking me, and um, 
you're not whistling in the in the the wind. Rev T twenty three. Uh, I have read Kingdom Come. Kingdom Kingdom Come is a phenomenal story arc. Um, it's actually on Ming's reading list. Probably next week or the week after. So uh, Kingdom Come, awesome book by Alex Ross and Mark Wade. As that's part of my uh, my Mark Wade story. It's it's so good. It's uh, it's earned him that big huge banner he hangs at every con. The Alex Ross banner. Have you seen right. that? Yeah, okay. It's earned. That's a great banner too. Have you ever seen the the Superman, the life size Superman wax statue that he's got? No, I, I haven't. Oh, it's sick. It is. It's Superman. It doesn't. Oh, it, you have to see it. It's probably going to be at the con this year. All I remember is that uh, it's like a three hundred foot banner he hangs whenever he's at a con and I, <laughs> with I, the lightning bolt. Yeah, with the lightning bolt, and I, I heard somebody from behind me like, "Fuck that freaking Alex Ross! He thinks he's so great." I'm like, <laughs> well, well, he kind of yeah, is. Kind of is. So let him have his three hundred foot banner. You know, it's cool. Uh, what else? What else you got, Mike? Um, Anything? Everything? Fireproof. Fireproof's the name of the. It's the Mike Seaver cred. That's funny. Uh, I'm reading. Oh, some that's of the, the uh, Mike Fireproof's the name of Mike the, Fireproof Seaver. Yes, that's the name of the movie. I um yeah I. I Sorry, I didn't really get into that. But it did it did it make him any money? It did it uh What fireproof? Yeah. Uh like fifty bucks. That's it? His nah, followers did no I'm sure his followers I'm sure all of them watched the, the Ways of the Master? I'm sure all the masters came out for that one. Lee Van Cleef, was he there? If, I don't think Lee Van Cleef is with us anymore. He is not. He's with dead. The, but the true master. I would be very, very impressed if Lee Van Cleef came out and, and endorsed Way of the Master. Yes. Now, Mike, uh, I saw a story on Gawker today. Uh, the headline was, uh, Superman Superfan Gets Plastic Surgeries to Look Like His Hero. And uh, hang on, I'm going to see if I can pull up a picture here. Uh, you know, Surprisingly enough, this gentleman is not from the United States. He's from the Philippines. Uh, Herbert Chavez, 35-year-old man from the Philippines, really, really, really loves Superman. So much so that since 1995, he's undergone a... a a number of plastic surgeries in order to look like his favorite comic book hero, including Mike nose job, chin augmentation, lip injections, and thigh implants. He needed the big thighs of Superman, and he's still not done. He told ABC and CBN News, plans on getting even more surgeries. The most ambitious being an operation that would make him taller. So, <laughs> Superman doesn't transform in a phone booth, but in a doctor's office. Mike, and here's his picture. He uh. What do you think? I think what that's think? just scary I think as he, all hell. I think he needs a lot more work. I think that. He, uh, he looks like the late great Michael Jackson is what he looks like. Uh, yeah, he does have a little Michael Jackson. He's got the little curl in his hair. And um, here's my question: What which Superman do you emulate? You know the one. You know the one from Action Comics. The, the OG. George Reeves. George yeah, George Reeves. Christopher bunch, Reeves. George Reeves eat a bunch of hamburgers. <laughs> Christopher Reeves. Oh, that's that's not nice. He had a stocky build. He did have a stocky build. Yeah, and he ripped phone booths in half. Um, and uh, I mean, it looks like he's got the Brandon Routh uh, costume here, though, with the the shiny S. Uh, why would you do that one? Um, I don't know. It's probably the easiest one to get right now. What do you think, Mike? Nuts. Does uh, I mean, doctors say he has. Uh, he probably has a version of uh, what's that syndrome? Uh, body dysmorphic disorder. Is that where, where you just get um, yeah a bunch of plastic surgeries, surgeries. because uh, you have a weird um, thing in your head that you know you have to look a certain way? Uh, what do you think? Waste of money? A huge waste of money. I think that that's just uh, a little weird. He should have uh, spent the money on like a jetpack so he could fly. He could have been that. You know what? 
Should have been something easier like the Rocketeer, your jetpack, and uh, you know, and the helmet. Easy enough, right? Or um, I don't know what's another uh, what's another superhero that you know low budget, low budget superhero attainable. Yeah, Rocketeer. Uh, well, it could I'm, be uh, the Green Hornet. All you need is a suit oh, and a well, hat. Well, you need the car, Mike. You need the Black Beauty. Green Hornet was all about the car. You can find one of those. Black Beauty with all the with the missiles and the uh, the little. Remote control satellite. You could do that. You can hire an Asian valet. You know those those guys don't cost that much. There you, know, you go. See, for, you uh, just you just you made his case for him. I'll be Kato for uh, you know a couple bucks. Um, you need the gadgets though. So how about the gadgetry? You need uh yeah you need a tumbler. You need a Morgan. You need stun gun. You need a stun gun and you need um, gas pellets. Yeah, and the uh, was it the stinger? The stinger. Yeah. <laughs> the stun gun. That's that's all you need. All right, easy enough. So you want to be? A, don't don't be Superman. Be, be the Green Hornet, Van Williams. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're dreaming there if you you think you're going to be Superman. Yes. Uh, anything else in the world of comics, Mike? The world of comics. You yes. Actually, else? I'm I'm a little bit uh, disappointed in Dan Didio for slamming the door on all the uh, the crises, the crises, because he came out on Facebook. I don't know if you heard this no. thing. Dan Didio last Saturday before he was going out to dinner. Went on Facebook and said that none of the crisis happened in the DC universe. No crisis, no final crisis, no crisis. He on just rid them all. He just rid them all. Wrote them all off. And he did, but he just negated a whole bunch of storylines that Good story depend lines. on those. Well, and and yeah, so he just so cut, he cut the legs off the exactly. There's no uh, crisis on Infinite Earth. So that means there's no anti monitor, anti monitor, and that means that uh, anti monitor could could not have been part of the Sinestro War. So it has a ripple effect, just like all the stuff in Crisis had, the, the original Crisis on Infinite Earths had on every book that ever came after. Why? Why did he do this, Mike? What's his I reasoning? think he's trying to make everything more accessible to the new reader so they don't have to jump around and you know find back issues, uh, go searching for trade paperbacks of stuff that happened before. But all the, stuff that, all the stuff that you love to do. Exactly. But to me, being a comic book fan, the one thing that I love to do is, you know, you unearth a little bit. So you go back and you find out more about it. Yeah. Those editor's notes, they were never a hindrance to me. They were never an annoyance. They were always sort of a challenge. Like, go back and, and find, you know, JSA number three. Or go back and find Avengers number 122. It's fun. It's a hunt. Exactly. So, I mean, it's part of the process. It is. And you go back and it's like a footnote in, in um, a book. Yeah. You go, you find out, and you find out more about um, what they were talking. And you're more well-educated and, you, and conversely, uh, you sound awesome at cocktail parties and you pick up all the chicks. There you are. Right on. And speaking of uh, obscure, possibly obscure titles, uh, somebody on Twitter sent us uh, the six most uh, what-the-fuck special edition comics ever released, Mike. <laughs> And, That's from uh, this. Do you remember who this is from? Do you have the name? I, I don't. Have, okay, we'll look it up. Sorry, sorry, brother. Thank you very much, though. Uh, this is on the heels uh, we discussed. I think last week the Marvel workout. The Marvel workout, manual. right? And uh, yeah, he dug this up for us. Uh, the six most uh, what the fuck special edition comics ever released. <laughs> uh, so top, not topping the list, but at the bottom, maybe this, maybe they should have topped the list. Was uh, the Marvel swimsuit edition? Oh. Uh, Yes, I remember that. You remember that? No. Oh, it came out know. in what, 92 or 93? Uh, I don't have a year here, but I think um, it was kind of on the heels of uh, the Sports Illustrated like 
10th anniversary, maybe, right. issue. Somebody thought it, this was going to be a good idea. Uh, Tony Stark and Nick Fury in Speedos. Yes. Look at that. There you go, Mike. I you got it right here. You don't need that. No. You know, you, you, you hear that, you know, as a red, red-blooded American male. You get, you know, kind of excited. You think maybe, okay, Psylocke in a bikini or I don't know. Who's your... Uh, Who's your dream girl? Um, like, dream Marvel. Uh, Jean Grey. Jean Grey or Rogue or, you know, mm. one of, any one of the female X-Men. Most, you know, most of them Rogue, are pretty exactly. hot. No, Nick Fury. And, Nick Fury and Tony Stark. <laughs> and, uh, the, you get the uh, the banana hammocks. Yes. And St- Tony Stark looking very Burt Reynolds in this picture. <laughs> he's got the 70s porn stash going. Yes. And he's very, yeah, uh, this, uh, yeah, this bikini cut, uh, very high, high, high waisted or whatever you want to call it. Is Nick Fury smoking a cigar? He is smoking a cigar. He's smoking a cigar. He's got in the eye patch. To oh, other wait. Things, I'm sure. Oh, he's, uh, I thought he was wearing a vest here. A leather vest is not. It's his, uh, he's got, he's strapped. He's got the, uh, <laughs> his, uh, he never goes anywhere without his gun. Yeah. Now, you know, the, the cover is a tease, Mike. Uh, the rogue is in a bikini is she laying back she's not laying back she looks like she's underwater and um and uh yeah right there and uh you see that and uh who's this behind her who you know he's not supposed to can't touch her obviously but he looks like he wants to submariner could be could be and um yeah uh yeah that's that was messed up i remember oh oh, but oh do you remember this one mike punisher with the, oh. <laughs> with the big skull yes, over his crotch, yeah, skull on his crotch. Uh, so, needless to say, you did buy this when it came out. No, I did not. You refused. Buy that. It didn't titillate no, you. No, I was not a poster book guy. Oh, here's a good one. What about the uh, what about the thing? Uh, well, we got the thing. We got Beast, and we got uh, the thing you know, putting his hands over his junk. Go Wolverine also smoking. And the Beast. Why they're they're wearing the the most disgusting bathing suits. Uh, they're wearing boxer. Uh, they're not even gems, Mike. They're boxer. Uh, I guess boxers. No, suits. they're uh, animal, they're baggies. Animal prints going on here. That's about as cool as the the Batman surfs episode. Yeah. Oh, here, here's uh, here's here's a little. Uh, there you go. Submariner <laughs> with some, all that. With a shell fluid. over his crotch. He's got shell on his crotch. He's got fluid. He looks like he has no him. skin in this picture. Ugh. Like he's all right. Anyway, what were you thinking, Marvel, back in the nineties? Oh, you weren't. I don't know. Oh, here's a here's a editor to the editor though. Uh, says, uh, dear Marvel, I just saw your issue of Marvel Swimsuit Special, nineteen ninety four, Mike. Oh, ninety four. Okay. It was very cool because it was fifty fifty male female. For once, someone was fair. It's usually 98% female. Well, duh. Oh, I mean, man. yeah. Uh, I need to say this word just was written by a woman. But thank God. <laughs> thank God. Why is that? Why thank God? I'm Mike? just saying thank God. Why thank God, Mike? I have no idea. All right. Number five on the list. Night Gal- Batman Night Gallery. Oh, that ring one. A, ring a I bell. do remember that one. It's kind of a uh, – we talked earlier about the Da Vinci Notebook. Kind of a Bruce Wayne Da Vinci Bruce Notebook. Bruce Wayne's of, Da Vinci uh, Notebook. Um, the Design Journal of Bruce Wayne is a subtitle. And uh, so they have, you know, drawings of uh, Batman suit prototypes and his little notes scribbled there on the sides. That was horrible. It came on the heels of uh, a two-parter. It was a prestige format book called uh, Brotherhood of the Bat. And uh, it it had all these, um, the uniforms in use. It was actually pretty cool. I remember they made Walt do this for the trade of Cacophony. Do a little like I'll do sketches, yeah, yeah. So uh, if you pick up the cacophony trade, there is a little. Uh, yeah, Walt had some cool the, uh, sketches. Flan- there is some Flanagan Night Gallery going on in the back. No, no, his is cool. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> so you do not own Batman Night Gallery. I do not, and it's probably not here at the store. And you will not find it in the store. All right, uh, a lot of Robin pictures here. 
Lando. All right. So number four, Mike, uh, the one you've been waiting for, the Marvel Strength and Fitness Guide. Ah. And uh, on the cover here is uh, all ba- uh, it has Spidey doing uh, what? Leg- the, God knows what. He's- leg lifts. Uh, the Hulk is playing with dumbbells and very small ones too. And uh, Medusa's grabbing her hair and and screaming, isn't she? Uh, she's not screaming. She's kind of meditating, I guess. Or uh, and there's a little thought bubble that says this can't compare with the pulling my hair usually gets. Uh. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, but here's some of the sample exercises. Uh, Luke Luke Cage is lying down, limb lifter. Yes, uh, he's putting the he's, he's putting gonna, a dumbbell over his head and lifting his legs and Mike, lifting his legs know, at extra, the same time. Yeah, you know a little core work there. And yeah, so you can uh, so you can break your back. Yes, because yeah, it doesn't look safe. No, it is not safe at it all. It Doesn't look safe. Now here is a bashful Brutus bottom basher. The thing looks like he's pooping himself. Yes, and he's saying, yes. oops, I don't feel so good. Yeah, which, I, think, you know, I think he did. If you pooped yourself, you don't feel so good. Well, there, I mean, at, least, at least he's wearing a diaper. So, you know, <laughs> that was okay. big diaper with a four on it. Oops, he crapped his pants. Uh, <laughs> here's a fiery, furious follicle flourisher, which is, yes, Medusa pulling her hair. She's pulling That's her hair. That's an exercise? I suppose that uh, back in the 70s, pulling someone's hair. Would you, like to, would you like to know the steps of the fiery follicle flourisher, Mike? Step oh, one, fine. sit cross-legged on the floor and take hold... Of as much hair near the scalp as you can. <laughs> Step two, pull your hair forward so you can actually feel your scalp move and then pull backward. See editor's note, which says, don't try to do this to a friend or teacher without getting his or her permission first. Uh, I suppose they were trying to be funny right there. Yeah, a fool will never give you permission if he has brains or hair for that matter. And editor note, which I, which was Stan Lee, right? Stan wrote that? Um, I have no idea okay. who was the editor on that, but they should be ashamed of themselves. All right. And next, Mike, the most fucked up one, the Jameson <laughs> Roar, which there's a picture of J. Jonah Jameson on his knees uh, and then leaning forward with his tongue out like a dog. This is a, a how-to notebook for – oh, my God. Yeah, step one, Mike. Kneel on the floor with your bottom resting on your heels and your hands on your thighs, palms down. Step two, bend forward. Open your eyes as wide as you can. And tense up every muscle in your body. Step three, stick your tongue out as far as you can. Spread your fingers wide apart and hold tense for the count of 12. And last but not least, step four, slowly relax. Bring your tongue back where it belongs and return to your starting position. What the hell does that do for you? I don't know. You what don't, could it possibly – what, what could it strengthen? What it strengthen – What are you talking Mike? You don't do this daily because I know I do. It helps, it helps me podcast, Mike. Oh, my God. It helps me podcast. Uh, so that's number four. Let me uh, let me find out the other three. Um, let's see here. Number number three, DC Valentines. That's oh, not technically I, a book, but did you, yeah, have, you had to have book. DC Valentines. Uh, I actually did. I remember those. And, uh, you know, one of them here is uh, you know, a picture of Batman uh, in a heart says, uh, Hi. You can't hide from me, Valentine, which a little creepy, I guess. It's very creepy. Yes. Uh, and step n- you number... You can't hide from me. Number two, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Robin. Uh, in hearts, we are a team. Hearts. Oh, my. Lots of hearts. Yeah, that doesn't have any that's, subtle That's pretty, in, you know, pretty innocuous. I'm, I'm sure they have Batman ones like not right now that say that. Uh, and then there's this one with the Joker, uh, which says that you make my heart go boom. And then there's, you know, the TNT plunger. 
Here, I'll show you the picture here. That's. I think just, it's a cutout. I think you can kind of pay, you know box it together, slot A and uh, and slot B. Nothing. Nothing says Happy Valentine's Day like a homicidal maniac. Oh, and then uh, here's uh, Batman, Robin, and the Joker. Uh, no joking. Uh, you're a terrific Valentine. Oh, How about that? That's sweet, right? That is. They're chasing after a known killer. Yes. He has murdered people. So. Yeah. There you go. Be my Valentine. <laughs> Yeah, and so, don't murder me. Yeah, and then here's a you know a pretty tame one, but uh, I think you're a neat Valentine of soups. That's yeah, Superman. Yeah. I think you're neat. Yeah, that's great. I couldn't be more indifferent to you. All right, if num- I tried. number two, Mike, the Marvel cookbook. Oh, this was an atrocity. Now tell me, you did have the Marvel cookbook? I did not, but right. I read the Marvel cookbook. Now this one right up top says Stanley present presents the Mighty Marvel Superheroes Cookbook. Stanley presented a lot of stuff of Marvels and that then, he should uh, not have. The, the tagline. Our, rep- our recipes taste and smell marvel-us, marvelous, <laughs> with Captain America in it. Uh, now, Why don't you give us a recipe, Ming? All right. Well, number one here is Spidey's Chocolate Web Pancakes, which uh, – <laughs> What's the recipe for the pancakes, here's, Ming? Here's the recipe. Prepare pancakes according to the instructions on the package. Which on means the package. Go get means Bisquick. Go, go buy some Bisquick. Yes. When done, stack on serving plate and form a web by crisscrossing lines with liquid chocolate syrup across the top. Oh, that's wow. Not a that's, re- that's not a recipe. That's Martha Stewart all over it. That's how. What, what kind of recipe is that? That's not a that's, recipe. That's a shit that's, recipe that's is a, what that is. Those no, are keep inst- going. There's some other classics. Uh, in there. There's Panther Snack with Chips. Which What's is, Panther uh, Snack with Chips, man? Trim the, cr- trim the crust from the ends of bread slices. Spread, spread bread slices with your favorite filling. Your favorite filling, man. Cut sandwiches in fours to make tiny squares. They're not that's even giving not you a, anything. That's not even trying. They're not even helping you. Yeah, they're not even helping you. No. What's <laughs> my favorite filling just happens to be, I don't know, dog crap. Yeah, now here's your favorite one, uh, which I told you before uh, oh. when we got in here. It's uh, Spider-Man's Quick Raisin Pudding. Oh, that's this one's terrific. Step one, open two cans <laughs> of vanilla pudding. <laughs> Put in two tablespoons of raisins. <laughs> put a dash of nutmeg, cinnamon, or wheat germ, and then uh, and that's it. Bashful Benji's rock rock <laughs> flakes. Or open up box of Wheaties. Pour on milk. Yeah, or even worse, uh, Spider Man's quick raisin bread. Take two slices, two bread slices, two teaspoons of raisins, and two teaspoons of pancake syrup, and just kind of mix them together. And there's your quick raisin bread. Just, uh, Seriously, somebody made money off of this. Yes. Oh, here's a good quote from the uh, the blog I got this from. Stanley eats cold beans out of the can and thinks he's the next fucking Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> There's your kitchen nightmare right there, Mike. <laughs> no, that to me is a kitchen. That's a dream. Uh, now here's one. Here's one I might make tonight, Mike. Thor's Asgardian vegetable soup. Uh, pow- half pound of ground beef, half cup of chopped onion, one can of mixed vegetables, drained. I hate and to tell you this, man. One can of condensed vegetable soup. Just so you know, um, when your leading ingredient is meat, all vegetarianism goes out the window. If it's a vegetable soup and your main ingredient oh, is sure. meat. Yeah. Eh. It's, it's a hearty soup, Mike. It's a hearty, yeah. All right. And last but not least, Mike, number one, the Super Dictionary. Oh, that was, that was also a DC atrocity. Yes, it was. Um... Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor steals 40 pies. Oh, yes. Do you remember that from be- – because do. that's a feature, featured Ugh. panel right here. It's Lex Luthor dragging away a, a, a rolling cart of 40 p- – Because Lex Luthor's a criminal mastermind. Because he he's stole a criminal – uh, he's a prolific uh, – he can't bake, so he's got to steal other people's baked goods. He loves the baked goods. 
And uh, yes, yeah, so he's stealing forty pies here on a uh, on a rolling cart, and that's the definition for forty. Ugh. Uh, and a uh, definition for drive is uh, Robin. Wait, what is this? He's driving a car off a cliff here. You remember yes. this one? Yeah, he. Dear Batman, uh, I drove the Batmobile off a cliff. Perhaps I need more driving Yes, lessons. and in the word bubble it says, I thought I knew how to drive. I thought I knew how to run the car, but I drove us off this bridge. You should have driven today, Batman. So that's using the word in a sentence. So a uh, little blast from the past, Mike? One of the <laughs> five of the worst blasts from the past, but thank you. Now, now I'm going to have – that's nightmare fuel right there. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to. Do you think I could find this at the New York Comic Con? Do you think I hope you might can. This? Okay, if I find them, I'm going to buy it. I hope you do. Actually, I really let's want try to get cook- all five. Of them. I really want want the cookbook, <laughs> but the challenge here is to get it for a good price. Do you think uh, you know since it's kind of vintage, it might be marked up secondary market, Mike? The, the, there you go. It's uh, it's a secondary market. Yes, right on. Hey, Mike, uh, are we taking ads for the show? You want to take take sure. uh, some dirt cheap ads? Absolutely. All right, we'll do that next week since we are live and uh, you know we are uh, highly trafficked right now. Millions and millions of comic book fans listening to us. Millions subscribing on iTunes, which if you haven't, uh, I saw comics is on iTunes. Uh, tinyurlcom slash I saw comics. Uh, yeah, we'll take we'll read live ads. Why not? And uh, we'll, for the uh, we'll do a promo next week. Dirt cheap. So if you want them, uh, email me at ming at smodcastle dot com. Got product. Or service, or promote yourself. Yeah, we'd be happy to. Yeah, we'd be happy to, and uh, you know, you get a good uh, ROI, return on investment. We did uh, on the live show a couple weeks ago. Ad for Backyard Rink, who uh, they'll come and make a ice rink in your backyard for hockey. And uh, Kevin did one today, and he knocked it out of the park. Now he wants a, a rink at his house, although he does not have a backyard up there in the uh, where he lives. A lot of hills back up there. So uh, yeah, at dirt cheap, we'll do dirt cheap for them. I mean, so cheap that uh, but that Walt might buy one, <laughs> right? Yes. We'll uh, do booty time. Yes. Booty time. Dirt cheap. Uh, do you have a teaser? Any teasers for next week? Yeah, we're going to be talking the Korvac saga. Okay, uh, I'll be talking about you. Know, yeah, of course, the Avengers. The we'll my, be my doing that, here. and uh, find out what I give. I'm going to give Ming his reading list. Okay. I'm going to put together ten for the next ten episodes. Awesome. Of oh, what you're going to be awesome. doing, and I'm going to throw a match in different order, but I will give out the entire list. Okay, and I do want to talk about uh, Frank Miller's new uh, hardcover, Holy Terror. Holy Terror, which uh, I'm almost done with. Came out this week. Came out this week. Oh no, it came out last week. Came I, out last I apologize. Week. Yes, it yeah, did. Yeah, you guys are featuring it right up front. <clears throat> we are. It's it's one of our. Uh, your featured books One of, of the our week. featured books of the week. Oh, it's Frank Miller. It's awesome. If you like paint splatters and scratches and awesome art, Frank Miller is there for you. We're also going to be talking about um, what happened this past weekend or uh, our upcoming weekend. Yes. Uh, yeah. Plug away, Mike. What's going on tomorrow and Saturday? Tomorrow going we're going to be – tomorrow is at the Count Basie Theater. A View Askew Film Festival yes, from the Clerks. Jay and Silent Bob Film Festival. From Clerks to Clerks 2. It's Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and Clerks 2. Yes. Starting at what time, Ming? Starts at 10.30 a.m. 10.30 a.m. How much are the tickets, Ming? They're free. They're absolutely free. You do, do need a ticket, though, so I think you get those at the Count Basie box office. You can go to the box office. And just pick one up. Fill that place. There you go. There you are for for a, a Mike, day you full. 
You didn't say it once, so no, I said it three times. You did, or well, for for a day full of Jay and Silent Bob excitement. Yes, and then the next day, and it's free. And the next day is, but wait, there's more. What's going on? What's going on Saturday, October eighth? You will see Jay and Silent Bob get old. Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are on stage at the Count Basie Theater. Over yes. on Mama Street, a hop, skip, and a jump from uh, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. Yes. And um, you'll be able to see him on stage. Yeah. Are they taking questions? Uh, no, I think they're going to do their, you know, Jay and Silent Bob get all the podcasts. So, oh, they're going to uh, do nope. their, their Smodcast. It's they're great. They're going to do the And the opening act is? Tell them Steve Dave with Walter Flanagan, Brian Johnson, and Brian Quinn. Plus... Ming, what else? The puppet version. The puppet version. Of Brian versions. Quinn, Brian Johnson, so you get and Walter Flanagan. Two versions of Tell Him Steve Dave. It's going to be awesome. And uh, did you see this, Mike? I was having breakfast at a. Uh, I did see the, the tip sheet. One of my favorite places, the In Between Cafe up here in English Plaza in Red Bank. And uh, yeah, big. Uh, the uh, the Red Bank tip sheet is featuring Jane Sound Bob on there. So be there or be square. And you'll see us. I'll be at the back table. So will Ming. He'll be. Dancing around, yeah, doing I'll be something. Dancing around, uh, yeah, something like that. So come say hi to me. Come on come out. Say tickets, hi to Ming. tickets still available at compacytheater.org. And yeah, come on out and see us. Now, Mike, is that it? We got anything else? Just that we sell comics. All right. Until, and until next week, what's our sign off again? There you go. There you go. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Issue number three, issue four coming out of you next week. Oh, and, uh, Looks like tomorrow, if you're still listening, looks like the boss will be traveling out east. So it might be me. It's probably going to be me and you tomorrow morning. Oh, fun. Yeah, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. So tune in for more shenanigans, sound clips, and uh, obscure pop culture references. That, that, uh, well, we're, uh, we're going to do the morning show tomorrow. So you can hop in if you want. <laughs> All right, there's a sound of excitement. So we'll see you next week. Yes, we will. There you go.
This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.